Hello everybody, welcome back. I am Mr. Money Brown. I am joined with none other than the lads. We have Paul. Paul Bosch. Hey, hey, how y'all doing? And we have Hele. I like that he waited and timed that perfectly. <laughs> Perfect. You, All right. Dude, real quick, tight. you did that earlier, Pele. We were in the car, and I like I had just drank something down, and I burped, and it was almost like Pele, like right after I burped, just opened his mouth, and it was like, oh, ah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right, so unfortunate. <laughs> it's good little synchronicity. Is it good? Is that does that count as good? How would you consider it, Pele? Does that is that what you consider good? Uh. Synchronicity with me comes at random points. I remember this weird um, argument conversation that I had with a classmate back in middle school where he and I literally said the same words for, like, a good three sentences. Somehow. Jeez. We were we understood the same subject and same response was out of our mouths. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I think for me, I have a weird sync ability with some random situations where I expect the same outcome at it every single time and expect what uh, and say in sync with another person exactly like what the hell I thought this only happened in shows three sentences straight is a long time to be in sync with somebody like just I, to be saying the same thing like, yep like what the uh, fuck why did I sync up with this guy I have nothing like him I want to give you guys a heads up um, and I don't care if this is on the episode or not if I end up losing my recording I apologize uh, but it is storming and we lose power here once yep. in a while so We'll, we'll uh, see yeah, what happens, true. but I'm confident it won't be that bad, but I just want to give that announcement. Yeah, I did see some yellow lightning happen around the area. I, was driving I just saw white, lightning. and I thought somebody was, like, taking pictures of my house for half a second. I, I don't know why I thought that, but... You someone could have got a, a GoPuff order. Got a yeah. <laughs> exactly. And suddenly you hear thunder, and you're like, nah, it was God. <laughs> it wasn't the family laughing at him. It was God. <laughs> it's a family guy. Uh, okay. so, but how have you guys been? Been all right, man. Working all right. Had sleep. Uh, had a bit of a rough day prior. I my dog woke me the fuck up in the middle of the night, so I was running, working a ten-hour, eleven-hour shift on like three hours of sleep. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so that night when we were playing D&D Amani, I was suffering. Oh, yeah, no, I just did. I was like, look, we're, we're finished? Go ahead. You're good. Yep, you and I went to immediately pass out, yep. Oh, yeah. That was a fun one, though. Mm-hmm. I got to fuck with Pele. She's not prepared for what I No, I wasn't, both mentally and otherwise. Which makes sense, because this character spent a lot of time just staring off, confused, or, like, shook. So, mm. like, I kind of understand the reaction to some of it a little bit more now. It's just, like, and his reaction is, he was like, nah, it's, it's the same. It's just more of the same. I'm like, as little brain, uh, brain power as necessary to deal. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked for the situation that was happening. It's like, nah, he's just that shook. There you go. Man. Yep. For a little tidbit uh, for our D&D sessions, a homebrew game that Monty's currently running with us and a bunch of our friends. And my character, well, in short, it's our version of a barbarian. I have no magic. I just mainly use weapons, but I am, by and large, probably the strongest player character in our group. Facts. There's, like, one NPC that is physically stronger than you, and then, like... I said player character. I am by and large the strongest. Yeah, no, no. But as yeah. far as player characters go, that is like it. No one, like I think Leon rivals you uh, in strength with finesse, mm-hmm. and that's like it. <laughs> I've done incredibly boisterous things as my character uh, tends to do by ripping the spines out of two ninjas and using them as uh, baseball bats against other ninjas. And um, (laughs) pretty much punching a full-on battleship um, and causing it to jump through the water like a skipping rock while my crew is on it. And this is in the current one that y'all are about to do? No, 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 no. Um, The one before. 
Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the sci-fi. Well, I was gonna say, how yeah. the hell does this happen in the Cthulhu? Oh no, 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 oh, the no, Cthulhu one. I am not. I'm not that crazy in Cthulhu. I'm alive, though. I will say this: I do have an unfortunate tendency to always have a body count, no matter what game I play. I I haven't been actively trying to kill anybody yet in uh, oh, yeah, no, that's Lovecraft when I still have a body count. What the fuck? Yeah, in uh, Twin Skies, which, I mean, we've said it multiple times, it's the Lovecraftian one, where they're playing as, like, normal human beings. Uh, Pelle mm-hmm. actually chose a character that is a pacifist, more so, and a coward, more so than a ghost. And, mm-hmm. um... I still have a somehow has managed to kill people and he's like bro i'm cowering how? behind a box while i'm getting shot at i throw a random piece of sharp metal in a direction i roll a nat 20 and i kill somebody oh my God. <laughs> he's just like why he's just like, come on just immediately shook it up what the fact that he just murdered someone he's like why not 10 why minutes into your life? game there and you've already broken your character's mind that's that's good stuff yeah <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> the idea of having a pacifist who accidentally murders people is actually quite I was funny. trying to be just a support character. What the I'm fuck? I'm so sorry. He's like, don't apologize to the enemy. I'm so sorry. No matter how much you try to run from it, you're always going to be a killer. <laughs> <laughs> embrace your hate. No, I'm sorry. I'll embrace it on the next DT game. <laughs> This is the one that Paul gets to join in uh, soon, though. So that's going to be fun. See yeah, it won't be tonight. I want to listen to it tonight, though. That's fair. Um, yeah, no, this is also going to be kind of a short episode because we're on a time crunch. And we have to. We have people that are going to be waiting on us for us to play it. And considering that I'm the DM, it is real difficult to play without that guy. <laughs> yeah. Are we yeah. going until 1030, by the way? Yeah, 1030. Yeah, uh, yeah. okay. Just give a little extra time to do this podcast episode and... Move on to the next. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, this one will be a lot lot shorter. Um, <laughs> but admittedly, we're probably going to be doing shorter episodes in general from, like, going forward. Not this short, but, you know, shorter. Gaming Relatively music is shorter. a little bit slower, right? It is well, a little bit slower. It's coming it's up. A, yeah, it's uh, showing up. The, the biggest show is coming up soon. Uh, not E3 because E3 is canceled, but the Microsoft's own, Sony's own, and Nintendo is going to probably do a direct a few months down the line since I know yeah. they just did one a couple week, a couple months ago. So, Oh, yeah, and but, if the pub, big publishers are going to do anything, we might see other presentations yeah, along with we'll that. Yeah, we'll probably see a decent amount of presentations. Yeah, Activision, all that such. Maybe something mm. to do something about theirs. Yep. I don't know. Oh yeah, another announcement: Skull and Bones. Yay! Yay! Skull and Bones. The thing. I, dude, I is. think that game's gonna play okay, but it's not gonna be nearly worth the wait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, should. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I it's l- just—it's one of those games that should just work, considering how they make video games, right? And mm-hmm. I genuinely think that the reason why they—it's um, not out yet—is because they can't apply the UB formula directly to that game, which like is the open world. Loot fest, uh, super long winded. With like a bunch of different tests. Yeah. yeah. Microtransaction. Actually, no, never mind. It's multiplayer, so it's definitely microtransaction heavy. But mm-hmm. like, they can't like just copy paste, and because they can't just copy paste, it's like actually. Yeah, which is actually like, kind of cool. hilarious because they kind of sort of did that with the original concept of this, which was uh, in it, Assassin's Creed three and four. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, dude, it, it's literally because they can't put a tower. They're like, how do we do eagle? Like, how do we do the eagle towers? Sail, motherfucker! Eagle Nation has been screaming at you for years about He's that. Like, they're just looking at the screens, like, how do I get them to discover more of the map when they're on a boat? Ninety percent of the time. <laughs> sail. It's just water. <laughs> Literally, just sail. You don't need to swim. Just sail. Let's make it. Bro, it's that. a simple answer. Sail. They're like just looking at it, being like. How do we make this remotely? Yo, I have no idea how we're supposed to put a thousand feathers in flat water. <laughs> how are we hiding these? I don't understand. I feel like the behind the scenes weird. is actually, it's probably a sad story. And like I'm, I'm sure it is. It's actually one of those development cycles because I want to know what the fuck has happened with this game. Because anything that's like this tumultuous or this long, I want to know what went behind the scenes on this one. And considering, because we looked it up, it's by the same people that did the original, like that made it originally. Mm-hmm. I know, it's but even why is it taking so long? So Theoretically, it could be good. Theoretically, I mean, it could it be good. Be we're hoping it's good, people, but, but it's after just like... six years and multiple delays, 
I'm getting worse and worse feelings about Skull it. Skull and Bones is the type of game that's like, oh yeah, this will come out in a year and this should be a slam dunk. And then it's like, yeah, no, it's still not Four out. Four like, years Why? later and it's still not out. <laughs> like, I'm, I was expecting it to come out in like a year or two, right? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's Ubisoft. They'll probably crank that out by like the end of the year. It'll be fine, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, you know, you're kind of like, well, okay, that's another one on the chop- chopping block pretty much. <laughs> and now we're looking at it being like, you know, it's crazy. That, like, this isn't out yet. <laughs> That's it's really weird. Like, you go to think about it, and you're like, that isn't out, is it? Yeah. And here's the thing. I was like, usually I'm okay with delays, but this amount of delays in a short period of time for a game that shouldn't be this complicated from the looks of it makes me worried now. Like, what the fuck has been going on with it? Um, it's also one of yeah. those games that have the Mandela effect, where it's just like, if you ask people uh, if they ever played Skull and Bones, they probably would have thought that it was already out. And then you're yeah. like, yeah, no, it's still not out. And they're like, Really? I mean, really? the game, same case was for Dead Island 2 for the longest time for me, because honestly, the, the game has had changed four developer hands before it finally released late, earlier this year, uh, well, literally a month ago, and mm. um, I thought Apparently it was already helping. Job. Eh, some good reviews yeah, to it, some, mid- some middling, of course. I, yeah. Like, from what I've seen is, like, like, with Dead Island 2, they didn't take any, like, major risks, which ended up being... Kind of sad, but also yeah. it, it ensured it was a direct sequel, and it it's ended a up working. Sequel, but it's like better in every way than the previous game. It's but like it's not as good as the ones that exist yeah. currently. It's it's technically more impressive, mainly because the flush system is a lot is a lot more engaging. Seeing how zombies pretty much break apart as you attack them, and like that's cool and everything. It's more gameplay engaging. is it's more engaging, I, mean, I guess, to a degree. And there's also yeah. the zombie abilities, which is fun. Um, but it's the story is fight things apparently now. Yeah, but the story the and the bosses are laughable at best. Like it's not really much there. So like, in terms of comparison yeah. from the developers of the first Dead Island, Techland, who's currently making Dying Light, in terms of compa- uh, like in terms of co- uh, quality, not really much there. Um, after, but after four developers and over six years of development time, I'm not surprised. Honestly, I'm impressed with what they've done in that in a short amount of time after changing three other hands. But still. I don't yeah. know, I also feel like, I mean, like, I, I understand why there's the comparison <clears throat> to Dead Islands, because the original developers just made another game, and that's what they made, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't say Dead Island. Uh, Dying Light. The comparison to Dying Light. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of look at it and kind of go, like, that's, it's almost not fair, because those are two different, if you look at the original Dead Islands, like, these are two different styles of, like, combat. Like, one's involving you doing crazy parkour and drop kicks off the top of buildings. Mm-hmm. to attack zombies while the other one is like a bit more grounded and they focus more on like a bit more on the wacky weapons but not as much as like obviously like yeah uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a comparison like this existing of that type of similar genre because people did the same for um what was it uh, thief and dishonor when it first came out mm. Both sneaky stealth assassin games even though thief was not really assassinating you just sneak around and steal things yeah thief dishonor, is specifically yeah. a thief, thief was like, petty you are supposed mm. to be <laughs> you like, were a petty stealthy. thief bro literally <laughs> But that Look is, at I these guess, spoons. The yeah. um, another one would be like Battleborn and Overwatch because they came out roughly the same time. Not the same game at all. But people, yeah, no. Once but, you play yeah. both of them, you're like, these are very two different games. But for some reason, they were competing against each other, and it's like, one's and just actually Overwatch. For mobile. Yeah, Overwatch yeah. one out and of that Overwatch one because Battleborn is... got gone. Oh yeah, it got dumped Battleborn on, like, actually looked pretty solid too. It yeah, is. It, no, it's pretty it's solid. Genuinely, yeah. no, no. Battleborn is good. Like, there's nothing wrong with Battleborn. It just got outclassed. Like. That's just it. It I got gotcha. it got compared to a game that wasn't the same kind of game off rip. But the and, art, yeah, yeah, got like on top of that. That game was like the juggernaut. It was like mm-hmm. it's it's Overwatch. Overwatch still exists. Overwatch Two exists. Like people like that game, mm-hmm. and despite like everything that Blizzard's been doing, people are still playing that game. So you know, <laughs> it's one of those things. I mean, now it's free, so now it just it's easier to play now. Mm-hmm. But it's like that. Um, I feel bad. I super feel bad for Battleborn because I yeah. actually thought that it was really fun. I, I actually found myself really enjoying it, and it made it me is, realize that I can only play MOBAs if it's mixed with another genre. It, <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. An, it's, it is an unfortunate aspect, and the, like comparisons are definitely not fair. But that is unfortunately the market um, reaction to it, especially yeah, with players. Yeah, it's the game. Of the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus, especially if you're doing it off rip and you don't really investigate yourself as due diligence and you're just gonna make the comparison uh off the bat like what's the difference between this like is a shooter here is a shooter there oh like this one's fun let's do this instead of battleborn like okay yeah i'm gonna give it a shot yeah 
Oh, well. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I guess we should start off with our weeks, sh shall we not? Uh, oh, yeah, go sure. before me, both of y'all. Okay. All right. Uh, Monty, want to go first? Uh, yeah, mine's pretty short. There. Okay. So, um, pretty much what I've been messing around with is three main things. Uh, I played, I played a game called Arto. Um, that was was kind of fun. I picked it up a while ago. Um, basically, it is essentially you are a girl with the powers of like a color sword. Like you literally have like a paint sword, right? And you're returning color back to a black and white world. Um, and this is bestowed upon you by some type of hand paint god. Mm. And it's kind of cool. Like, um, you're fighting these machines that are basically sucking the life out of um, out of everything around it. And thus the color. And when you fight okay. some of them, the art style will change dramatically. Um, as you move around, especially after a certain point in the game, you... Uh, initially it starts off with like you attacking enemies and like when they explode you add color to that area mm -hmm. and then it becomes um there's an enemy type that you fight that's actually really cool where it just changes the entire like uh arena into like this comic book style looking like area like color pops it has like the the dotted effect like classic comics um mm -hmm. and then on top of that as you just go through it then you start like being able to do things like when you jump and move around and run, you just leave like the proper color trail for what's happening, right? Um, I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's an isometric action game, right? It's a hack and slash, so um, it's not completely, it's not completely top down. They got some dynamic ca like camera angles and stuff like that that you're doing with it. But uh from what I was feeling, like basically you have your X to attack, O to parry. And then you have unblockables. It's simple, but, like, effective is the best way mm -hmm. I can describe it. While putting in various interesting enemy types. I haven't gotten super far, but I'm, like, I kind of... It's one of those games I, like, saw off-rip. It was on sale not too long ago when it first dropped. And um, I kind of just looked at it, was staring at it. I think it happened to pop up a little stream so that you could see some more gameplay. And, like, fell in love almost instantly. I'm like, all right, I got to give this a shot. This looks kind of... It's like got fun, <laughs> and uh, I gotta say I actually like thoroughly enjoyed it so far. So I would recommend giving that a look sees because um, like it's it works like it, it works really well. And if you like that kind of stuff, you like those kind of like interesting aesthetics, like it does. Like like I said, it decides to just change art styles here and there just because, um, and it's cool because of it. Like um, I think there was like a mouth. That I had, like, talked to, and, like, after dealing with it, it became, like, another different type of color palette for a while. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of kind of sick. And you get to see, like, how crazy different shading and stuff like that can change how, like, something looks. So, like, I was running through an area that I had seen before, but, like, in the comic filter, and then it switched to the other one. I'm like, oh, this is not even the same kind of look. And it looks even more different from, like, when it's mm. black and white. Right? So, it's kind of cool. Um, another game I was checking out. Actually, I guess there's more. Um, because we got to play a chance to play River City Girls too. Um, me, Pele, Wolf, and Jones were messing around with that. That's fun. It's super fun. Uh, beat 'em up RPG. That's happening. Um, mm. you guys played the original one. It's more of the same, but with more characters, and it's a bit smoother. I would say. I don't know about you, Bailey, when you're playing. Yes, it isn't. It isn't the smoother, and you actually can attack enemies besides stomping on them uh, with it. So I actually can use the bodies I pick up of it and s continually attack enemies while they're still on the ground. Like, yes, I can kill them quicker. It feels like you can go through. You can mow through enemies a lot faster uh, in this one than the previous one. Yeah, which is a nice change just, of pace. Yeah, it is. Plus, um, with the way it's set up, it's just kind of fun. Like, it's we notice just how much love and care is putting into this one. And I'm pretty sure it's uh, is it treasure, treasure or tribute? I think it's tribute that's doing it, right? I'm not sure. I have to check. I know, Arc, or maybe it's Arc System. I know. Uh, I can't remember who's who made River City Girls too. Oh, the first one, I should say. River City uh, Arc Girls. System works as the publisher. The developer is Way Forward. Way forward, that's the one. I was looking. I was trying to remember who did it, mm -hmm. and they're like, there's like three. There's three specific um, 
Like, if you're doing something with sprites, you got it. Well, it's like four, because Yacht Club is in there, too. But if you're doing something with sprites, they usually got, like, a, they got a lock on it. It's way forward uh, is one of them, because they made, like, the uh, Shantae games and all of those, mm-hmm. right? Um, Tribute is another one they did. Turtles in Time and Mercenary Kings and the Scott, Pil- uh, Scott Pilgrim game. And I'm trying to remember who the other... Uh, oh, that explains is. a lot. That WayForward also did the Mummy Demastered game and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yep. Um, obviously, I was mentioning Yacht Club before because that's Shovel Knight, but I can't remember what the other one was. But like, those, oh, yeah, they, usually if you hear those names, mm-hmm. it's Ford probably going to be a game. Yeah, WayForward's <laughs> doing the Advanced Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp, and yeah. they also did the 2D Blood Ring games. Yeah, no, yeah. They, WayForward does really good 2D animation when they... Not even when they put their mind to it. Actually, every game that they've made is usually pretty solid. Hmm. Like, I can't think of. They might have something in there that's not great, but I feel like every. It's usually their early stuff because you know early development studios. They don't (laughs) name one development studio like like make uh, classic after classic after classic off the off rip. That's impossible. Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, they made the original Shantae back in two thousand two. That's an old ass franchise. That's Uh, a good game though, right? I've heard. Mm-hmm. The Shantae series is great. Uh, let's see here. They made a bunch of like Game Boy and uh, mobile titles for a long time. Oh, okay. That's the first game I remember them actually. I played from them. Amani, do you remember an old game called Lit? L I T? No, I can't say I do. It was originally made for the Wii, where you actually had to navigate through a haunted school where darkness has consumed people. You had to use light to pretty much navigate through uh, the shadowed places around the area. Fight uh, possessed te- uh, teachers to get your girlfriend inside the school. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if I can look that one up. Light. Uh, is it spelled in any way? Nope. L-I-T. Mm-hmm. Capitalized L-I-T. Lit. Lit. Yeah, lit game. Yeah, now, this is going to be... Okay, there it is. <laughs> I was about to say, this is going to be difficult to actually find, because I said lit game. <laughs> but no, no, it actually came up pretty pretty fast. Oh, it reminds me of, um, this is not 2D at all, but it reminds it's me of... It's 3D, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Res- uh, pff, not Resident Evil. Well, I guess a little bit Resident Evil, but more so um, Silent Hill, with the way it is. This is cool. This is actually mm-hmm. really... I might want to go back and play this honestly <laughs> it's available now on OS, ios i don't think anymore this is about uh six eight years old at this point uh but you can probably find it on steam <clears throat> fair enough it's kind of funny. yeah no, i might yeah it literally has it on steam so i might actually go check this out hmm. just because it's got a seven which means it's not bad well steam has an eight it's a warrior it's a warrior wear uh it's a uh, we wear game originally so it's uh, a unique project that was sp- uh, showed up on the Wii shop, which is, you know, incredibly hard to pick up the gems out of there. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, nah, I definitely gotta give this some shot. I-, I like how this looks, and so, like, I'm kind of down for, like, what's happening on this, as far as, like, gameplay-wise. Um, but besides that, um, I played... Okay, so... I remember. I've been playing... I've been continuing on, um... The world ends with you. Like I said, mm-hmm. that's still going strong. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm almost done, unless the game pulls the rug from under me again. Mm. But like, it seems like we're wrapping up. Okay. <laughs> like I put enough work in, and I and feel this like is the first one, right? Not Neo. This is the second one. This is the second one. This is Neo. Oh, the second one. Okay. Because I know, I know the plot for the first one. The first one pulls the rug from under you like three times. Like, just straight up. It's like, yeah, no, you're done. No, you're not. Mm. <laughs> Go again. Do it Do it again. <laughs> um, Excuse me. But, like, this one is... Uh, basically, I can describe the... It's weird to explain. Because the game, the two games... Their story and, like, how things play out operate a little differently. But originally, in the first game, uh, as you go through the Reaper game... The Reaper game lasts a week... And then it starts over. So this is, like, it starts over, but, like, it's supposed to be a completely different experience. So, like, every, and I guess spoilers for the first one, that you should still go play. It's really good. But uh, every there's, like, every time you finish a Reaper game, there was an idea that it was actually going to end. And then it flips. Right? Like, something happens or or something that you have to do that causes it to, to continue a little bit further and you have to go through another week. Um, in this one, uh, 
this is not really a spoiler, but like the game plays differently in Neo, where um, it is teams against each other. So like each week a team is eliminated and like erased. And as you're going, you're kind of watching them kind of disappear and dwindle down essentially. So we're down to like where I'm at in the game, you're pretty much down to the last two teams, which is your team and one of the, well, it's your team. It's three teams. My bad. You're down to the last three teams, but with the way the plot is working out, it's like this, this gotta be it. Right. Like there, we've pretty much entered like sudden death territory. So that means like, you know, maybe two teams gotta go. Maybe one team's gotta go, but like whatever it's going to be, it's a, this should be the last bit. Um, whereas in the first game, it's just kind of like, we ain't done yet. <laughs> we gotta keep going. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna try to avoid, like I said, spoilers for that. I highly recommend going and play both of those games. Like, um, you probably should have. Yeah, I don't. It's one of those games where it's like I don't really think you need to play the first one to play the second one. It's not required information, but like, it helps. Kind of like how near is, um, where you don't have to play the first near uh like replicant and gestalt you don't have to play replicant and gestalt i mean you also technically don't have to play dragon guard 2 to understand near near either yeah no like that's the idea like you you don't actually have to go play those but like there's stuff that pops out to you extra hard in both in the sequel obviously because you played the first one so for instance like in near um the some of the robots are wearing like the the outfits from uh, I can't remember their names. It's gonna bother me. But from one of the civilizations that exist in near Replicant and Gestalt, essentially, um, I think it's they're from the city of Facade, pretty much. And when you're fighting them in the desert, they have the, the stuff, the garbs on. The robots have the garbs of those people on. And you, if you knew about it, you're like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. Like, there's no reason for them to be doing that, but it's 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 cool. Um. For this one, it's just like, yeah, no, you, you don't need it, but certain characters and things like that will pop up and you're like, I know you. You're from the first game. What's good? Like, it's a familiar face to you, but the to the characters in the game, they're like, ah, like, you talk to me. I, I have no idea what your story is. <laughs> um, But that's still super fun. I, I'm really enjoying going through that. I'm almost done. And I messed around with Astral Chain. Just went back to it just to play. Um, nothing too much to say there. It's still a great game. I has a really heavy learning curve because the moment I touched the game again, and was like, you know, how do I play this? I was getting my ass whooped. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's, I, I need to go back to look at tutorials and stuff to remember how to do this because this mm-hmm. is... it. Astral Chain asks a lot of you. So that's still fun, though. Um, still one of my favorite uh, Platinum games. Genuinely. Like, it's, it's up there. Um... Playing wise, I think that's it. But I've been reading, really reading, uh, this webtoon called uh, Just a Goblin. Got into it through the art style, and I really liked it, but like I didn't get a chance to talk about it yet. So the deal with Just a Goblin is, um, and I'll make this real quick. Deal with Just a Goblin is we're in a fantasy world where we're following um, our friend Nob, uh, Nog is his name, right? He's a really smart goblin, can make stuff, right? Mm. Looks at the world, is kind of like, yo, why do humans hunt us? This shit is kind of fucked up. All the while, there are, uh, something, something's happening in the background. So basically, uh, adventurers are coming in and slaughtering goblins at, like, the dozens and the hundreds. And doing their thing, and, you know, goblins, uh, Nog is just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why do they do this to us? He's like, sure, we reproduce, but Why? So he wants to ask these questions. He wants to search for those answers. And the goblin tribe is like, nah, man, we're just going to just throw our numbers at him in like droves. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll just eventually beat him if we just keep throwing ourselves at him. Watch this, watch this be the uh, un- unofficial spinoff to Goblin Slayer. <laughs> it's like in the opposite direction, technically speaking. <laughs> it's like the office almost, but goblins. Yeah. I don't know. It, it makes me think of that. But, um, so Nog is just like, you know what? I'm going to go find out. I'm going to be an adventurer. Him and his his pal set off to, like, disguise themselves as adventurers and infiltrate their, um, like, their 
a central headquarters all of human society just to find out what is the deal like why why do you attack us the way they do along doing so they try to interrogate like an adventurer and they accidentally kill that adventurer while interrogating him mm. <laughs> Um, there was Nog goes to give like a threat, and uh, his friend, I believe her name is Pebble or Peggle, um, accidentally drops him into the spikes that they were holding, and mm. so homie gets murked. Mm-hmm. And Nog's like, "Why did you do that? We had questions." And he's like, "I thought you said to let him go." And he's like, "I was bluffing. <laughs> we needed answers." <laughs> um, but that player. Apparently, had a ghost uh, that pops up and pretty much gives him the ability to level up. Like, it's it shows, it becomes like that kind of video game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But Nog's the only one that can use it, and it's one of those things where it's like, there are other characters that have it, but not every human can do that. Right? Like, not every adventurer that's out here can, like, do this level up thing. But there are other people that can. And that's important to know. So it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like it lets him see the stats of people, and the way it's explained is really cool because it's like, um, yeah, no, you can raise your stats by doing like pure practice work and doing things right. Like if you read a bunch <clears> of books, <throat> that's the old-fashioned way of like doing it. And you'll gain mm. stats. So like his friend, he looks over and he's like, got like twelve, like a twelve in strength. He's like, why is she so strong? Like, she she works out. She's athletic. She does things right. <laughs> he's like, the other way is if you level up, right? For him because he has this little ghost, he could put attri- put those stats into those attributes. But they kind of pretty much say it's like, both work. If you train and get better at doing things, then you will, like, earn points in those stats. And if you level up, you will earn points. Like, you could put them wherever you want, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, just keep in mind that there's that balance. And so it's like, okay, that's kind of fun. While all the while he's trying to keep, you know, once they do this, they finally infiltrate and, and trying to keep his disguise and both of them trying to make sure that no one knows that they're goblins but trying to figure out what's up what's the deal with all these adventurers and why there's mm-hmm. this vitriol against them essentially like it's like they're like why do we why do we gotta get slaughtered by the dozens for no reason <laughs> like no like they just take our ears and stupid shit like i don't get it <laughs> leave my ears alone please <laughs> like, i don't think you need to kill us for it we're just chilling and ultimately, their goal is to kind of broker a peace between, like, humans and goblins. Because they're like, this, you'd be surprised we're more in common than you think, right? So, it's kind of fun in that way. It's got some really cool art, really cool action. Like, by all means, give it a shot. Like, go look <clears> at it. <throat> I'll probably put a tweet up for it. Um, but I think that's it for me. So, what about you, Kayla? Uh, for me, not too, too much. Focus mainly on work recently. Um, uh, played... Oh, yes, I've been playing a lot of uh, Jedi Survivor and continue playing that. I'm enjoying it, but the game is also still pissing me off. Um, okay. Yeah, so, uh, in short review, uh, though I know I probably won't be the greatest uh, example for it, but my opinion of it, I do enjoy the game. game's long, it's explorative, pretty cool. A bit janky in certain structures. Uh, it's crashed on me several times, so processing, even on PS5, still needs some work. Um, story surprisingly light. Which mm, is which is weird for that. Yeah, game. for a That's Star weird. Wars game of this sort, because like, okay, for me, I guess, uh, in terms of casing, because I don't, I can't really spoil it. Um, it just feels like there's not really much character growth. I get the idea of maybe reflectiveness in certain, like the heroes and the villains and all that such. It just doesn't grab me. It really just doesn't. Like, mm. it just feels like this feels a bit shoehorned um, through, with, like, not the character. I say like not fully shoehorned, but like it doesn't feel like it should affect Cal as growing as a Jedi and a person as much like and the motivations for some of the characters especially like all the dark side or this and that like I feel like there should have been more than just this weird obsession like mm-hmm. huh I get for like this um quote unquote final boss but it just doesn't feel I don't know it doesn't feel as engaging as I expected it to be in terms of story like this should have been better but I, hopefully they can expand it down the road. I just feel like they kind of had to skip a beat. Though like everything gameplay wise is fine. The story is just like a little lackluster. Like, huh? Well, that's a bit of a shame. Acting's still pretty good though, so oh, I don't mm. mind that that much. 
Gameplay is fun. Combat, surprisingly brutal. Cal just rushing and murdering people in cold blood. Swiftly, too. Like, you know how in, like, original prequels, Obi-Wan, if once he gets the hang of it, he just pretty much uh, cuts you down and never lo- it doesn't even look back? Oh, damn. <laughs> Cal kind of has learned to do that a bit, too. Fair enough. He's like, I got really good at just not caring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, you asked me before about the blaster stance, the forbidden stance of the Jedi. It's still fun. Because I can just pretty much slash somebody, they come charging me with a, a stun baton, I pull out my gun, bam. This Indiana Jones is ass to death. Like, yep. But That's after. Kind of yep. After the fifth time it crashed, like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to take a break from this game because I don't want my PS5 to break. Uh, So I moved on and played a little bit of uh, Wo Long as well. I can definitely see the parry system in that game. It is surprisingly Hmm. easy in parts. I'm currently stuck on my first, like, um, quote-unquote boss with it, like this big sloth, long-arm monkey thing. Um, Mm. I'm still trying to get the parry down on that one because you have to pretty much uh, move your left stick towards the direction the enemy is attacking you with while it's doing the parry movement, and you're able to deflect it through it. It's just that some of the wind-up's a little longer than you anticipated, so i got to gauge that a little bit better. I die multiple times to them, but it's actually not mm-hmm. that difficult of a game. Basic enemy is also pretty easy. You still do the basic Neo stuff, like uh, uh, items you pick off the ground, you uh, level them up, uh, craft them, armors. You have magic spells this time, so it pulls a bit of a Witcher aspect to it. But it's still... It's level selection based, so you're not exploring a whole world or open world or anything like that, but you're still selecting a mission, go to that mission, run through the stage, bada bing, bada boom, there you go. And the story this time is not based off Japanese lore, it's based off the Three Kingdoms, which is Chinese mythology. I see mm. some uh, classic Chinese um, generals, Zhao Yao, uh, Zhao Yaon, and uh, Lu Bu and all that such. I'll say this, man. I don't know what engine they're using, but like Neo 1, 2, and that game have like brutal amounts of difficulty on the screen that it's hard to see, but it's so freaking gorgeous. The funny thing, the funny thing is because technically they're both souls like both Survivor and Wulong. It runs a lot smoother on Wulong. Survivor, even on. Cl- okay, if I'm in the water and I'm getting attacked, it, it slugs down to sub 10 frames. Hmm. I do feel like it's really weird that Wulong is still kind of like. It's, it's, like, not as hard. It's not, yeah, surprisingly. Like, there's no difficulty slide either, so, like, it's just easy to pick up. I'm just trying to get the grass on the parry thing. Like, it, when it comes to regular enemies, it's easier to grasp because it's a little quicker. But the boss uh, boss enemies, because they have a big wind-up, I don't know when the strike starts to happen so I can deflect it in time. So, I guess I'll ask this because you actually got a chance to touch it and they haven't allowed me to because uh, they have a <laughs> PC version. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that it's just the Neo version of uh, Sekiro? Just genuinely, because a lot of people kind of said that. Yeah, it's I wouldn't. I it's I the parry system, yes. The verticality, no. Okay. You have spells and such like that, so um, but you don't. You're not pretty much like line swinging across from point to point, so it's not to have that area, uh, anything like that, and big open uh, strike abilities <clears> that Sekiro <throat> has. It doesn't have that big um, scale to it, but it still feels fun. It feels faster and more. Uh, damaging for it because I'm using the hmm. pull arm uh, for my character with some uh, saboteur ability, so I'll put support on like armor, healing, all that such. I can throw a fireball if I want to, ice, ice shard, and all that such. But I'm just building <coughs> up bit Excuse by bit. Me. Yeah, and it's a classic Neo fashion. I can pick up uh, items. I can look up for locations. They give you a gauge of what's of collectibles in uh, in the map as you're playing it, so it's easier to find things. Well, not easier, but it keeps track of all the things in this level. So this way you can just go through the end of it and uh, find what you're missing. So it's a little easier to collect than the previous Neo games, I would say. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. Though. yeah, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, surpri- I'm still surprised that it runs seemingly better than Jedi Survivor. Like, huh. To, well, uh, yeah. Um, I, I guess because they don't have compress and program their games a little bit smaller, so it's easier to play. Jedi Survivor, uh, okay. Uh, Wulong is about 38 gigs. Survivor's Survivor is 155 gigs. Bruh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why is that and you game said so that, uh, And it's a single-player game, so, like, better. yeah. Huh? And you said Wulong runs better? Wulong runs better, because I can actually deal with multiple enemies, and the frame rate doesn't drop down. Um, uh, let's see here. It, nope, I'm wrong. 45 gigs for Wulong. Yep, still 155 gigs for Jedi Survivor. Um, and yeah. multiple enemies, the screen uh, frame rate doesn't dip down. 
and if the environment I'm in is actually starting to attack me itself, uh, where if I'm in water and enemies in water, it drops down to sub ten. Like, oh my god, why is it lagging so hard? <laughs> I'm really just in goddamn water. It's really unfortunate because I really like uh, respawn as like a developer, and it sucks that like like. The optimiz- really dropped the ball with this one. Well, the optimization for this is not, is not that great. Um, but granted, though, Amani, I remember playing the first Fallen Order, and even then, I questioned my brother when he gave me the copy, like, is this supposed to run this uh, poorly at times? Because I didn't have the greatest experience even then, because the bugs okay. were still prevalent even then. It's just that it's more prevalent in this one. Because it feels more broken, that's all. But I think okay. they still need to just, uh, improve on it, working on it, and hopefully it uh, gets better. Uh, let me quickly check on Steam, what the reviews for Dead Eye Survivor is, because I know that was the biggest contention for a while. Uh, Steam, why is it 70 bucks on PC? Motherfuckers. Uh, mix, currently. So it's still yeah, not great, not I would best. say. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess, uh, oh, I did have one more thing I remembered, is that like I'm modding Elden Ring. Mm. So I've had like a weird time doing that. Um, because Elden Ring, weirdly enough, mods easily, but not mods, doesn't mod well. It doesn't work well with multiple mods. Mm-hmm. Terrible, actually, mm-hmm. just working with multiple mods. But I don't think it was designed for that, you know? It's yeah. pretty, well, what's crazy, it's, it's extremely drag and drop, right? You can just drag and drop to, to put, to mod the game. It's but compatibil- like, wow, compatibility it's between uh, certain mods have not mods really is. been the case. Unlike, like, yeah. say, anything from Bethesda, where you actually can work the compatibility aspect uh, fairly well, depending on what you're putting in. But I think the number non- one thing it needs is a mod manager more than anything else. Hey, we're on a podcast. Bring it, put it out there to the world. Hey, yo, somebody make a mod manager for, like, Elden Ring and all the Dark Souls games. I'm <laughs> kind of amazed that that hasn't been created yet, actually. <laughs> for how long Elden Ring's been out by now? I'm surprised too. It's been like a year, like so. Yeah, um, Dark Souls Three doesn't have one either. I'm pretty sure. I can go check, but that is sure an old ass game. It should have it by now. And they've cracked that game wide open. Like it's kind of wild, but I'm gonna have to check mm-hmm. for sure. But I don't believe it has a mod manager. Yeah. yeah. But uh, besides the rest of my week, I've never been doing much. Oh yeah, I started reading another webtoons for myself was new because i just picked it up recently i'm reading a superhero webtoons called unordinary i'm more than sure that we probably speak spoke about it on the podcast like before but i just got into it and i'm <laughs> i'm liking it hmm let's see they might have something they oh. might have something for dark souls 3 not for elden ring though unfortunately i, I imagine not so I'm, I'm look into it currently uh-huh. Yeah, but that is essentially my week uh, for me. Go ahead, Paul. So mine, uh, what's it called? I started playing this Yu-Gi-Oh game because uh, it was on sale. It was 10 bucks. It's uh, Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. And I'm only up to the Evolution Summons and GX uh, thus far, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's single-player Yu-Gi-Oh with, like, maybe not all the most recent cards for the past, like, five years, but, you know, other 30 40,000 whatever cards so i'm okay with that you know um but besides that just working on uh photography working on myself living life um and i'm happy to announce as far as malazan uh i'm actually almost done i'm 200 pages away from finishing book three uh excuse me book eight and uh yeah i uh what's going we all of us today went to see guardians of the galaxy 3 Mm -hmm. Pele picked me up but I almost bailed on going to see it because I wanted to read Malazan because uh, the swell is happening. So, like, every little bit of where I'm at now is, like, really small chunks. So it'll be, like, I don't know, four or five sentences. Then it breaks. There's, like, a indent line. So it's, like, nothing. Then it jumps. So it's, like, jumping around to different characters or talking about abstract events and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it is just doop, 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 doop. And you can just feel it. It's almost like a Yu-Gi-Oh! trap card, right? Just boom, effect, 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 effect. I mean, you were going to mm-hmm. get emotional either way today. That too, yeah. And I don't know, man. It just it started, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. So I've heard this is where, this is the point, and I, I, you can feel it anyways, but this is the point where the entirety of the eight books has finally paid off. There is the huge convergence. You end this book, and then you have book nine and ten, which really is just one big book. So I technically only have one book left. And I've come this far, 
it's a crazy, crazy thing. Um, and especially thinking back on it all on the journey and everything, it really has like matured me as a, as a man and as a reader, you know, and, um, which is funny. And I just, I don't want anything else. And I was actually thinking about when I finish, I'm a rebranded Sanderson, this and the other. I don't think I am. I think I'm going to go into the Esselmont books as well as Erickson's other books in the series. And just, I don't know. I'm not ready to leave Malazan. I might change that, you know, whenever I finish, but for now I'm of a mind that I don't want to leave this world. You know, there's so much here that I just, I love dude. And I'm getting a little bit of like, is it catharsis? Where, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm sad that I'm, I'm almost done, but I'm excited to, um, yeah, no, I think it's but, the catharsis because that seeing something to completion. What's up? I mean, it's, I guess I had, epic. yeah, seeing something to completion because I think that's how I kind of felt. Uh, though I was more confused than anything else, I would say, after reading the original final book of uh, Harry Potter, reading Deathly Hallows for the first time since I read the whole series as a kid. Wait, how were you confused? Oh, you were a kid. Never mind. I was a kid because I wasn't sure if it was like catharsis or just because I couldn't believe it's ended because I was like. I don't think the ending was bad. It was clean, I would say. I, yeah. I think it was just, like, surprised just a little like, bit. Wow, it's, like, over. Yeah, like, something you've been in for so long is over. It's over, yeah. I think that, for me, that for so long, getting into that was different uh, because I've done it for so long. Whereas movies, it's, like, the three films, done. Uh, because I've seen trilogies a bunch of times. I've seen the original Star Wars that way, so. Mm-hmm. I had the same thing with the Mass Effect trilogy. Because I played through all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I had the the trilogy, so I didn't. Uh, basically, I didn't have like that moment of like a year between the two. So like, I got to go from game to game to game. Mm-hmm. And when pulling up on the last bit, I was like, "Damn, it's like, it's really about to be over." Like, because I I played through each game. I'm like, this this feels this sucks a little bit, but I'm like happy to be at the ending. But it's like, oh mm-hmm. man, like it's, it's really about to. You you weren't the many run. many of my other friends who um, we played it at launch. And we got the original shallow ending, where they didn't really do much for it at yeah. the time. I got the edited ending, which is I never beat better, it. Which is that was mm-hmm. fun with that. I never beat um, the third one. I need to. And then I got my heart rebroken when they gave us the uh, Citadel DLC afterwards, and I'm like, uh, yeah. oh <laughs> no, <laughs> my chest I feel even more sad than I did before. <laughs> I've gotten that like that same like series death feeling, you know. I got it with Harry Potter. I got it with. Uh, when I watched all of Inuyasha, I got it when I watched all of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood mm. and Breaking Bad. I mean, it's just, it's you know, you spend so much time with things that you love, it, yeah. and it's just, it's, mm-hmm. when it's over, it's like, oh, wow. Um, but I'm excited, you know what I mean? We're at the swell. I'm finally getting the payoff. And it's crazy, too, is, like, because I've been writing this down, because I've been memorizing this stuff, I can honestly see why a... Uh, a reread would be even better because then you don't have the anticipation. You know what's going to happen because even just based on memory and, and grabbing at straws here, and I'm trying to say all this out in any kind of spoilers or in-depth discussion. We don't have time for that, but I can see where it paid off. You know what I mean? How he hmm. knew from the get-go that he was going to get it done. And another thing I actually liked about book eight is, uh, and I won't go into details. I got my own things going on, but uh, uh, book eight, Steven Erickson's father died, and then he went to write that book. And you can tell because there's like 300 pages that could arguably be cut out where he kind of rambles and waxes poetic. However, I disagree with get getting it cut out because it's just like this giant study on compassion and understanding that it's okay to feel worthless sometimes and to feel powerless, but you must fight on and you are stronger than you give yourself credit for it. And, uh, that love and friendship is the most important thing, you know, and it's just, it's, I remember like I, I was watching Daniel Green. He's a book YouTuber. He was talking about how at the end of Malazan, it's essentially one or, or no, somebody commented Malazan is one giant character study on compassion. And I could, I can kind of see it because like Anamanda Rake and what he's doing, he's doing it purely for his own reasons that nobody else can understand carrying a burden. Nobody else could carry and he has been for a long time. Um, you have other characters that are just going about for destruction, seeking things they can't have. You have one of my favorite characters dies, and you really feel that weight. Really, he's not as key as other characters, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's, he's, he dies in such a sad way 
that when vengeance comes, vengeance isn't this big, long, epic chapter of, like, torture. It just happens and it's over. And then this character breaks down and cries finally. And it's like, damn, dude. Like, it's like real life, you know? So mm -hmm. I love the series. I can't, I can't praise it enough. That's really all I've been doing. Uh, besides, well, I, that's, yeah, that's it. Um, last thing I want to mention is uh, this will be my second to last episode. Next week will be my last episode for a good while. I'll be back on to talk about Malazan once it's finished. Um, but then after that, I don't know. I'll be maybe a guest once in a while because uh, just kind of reached a, a, a juncture and a crossroads. And it was like, you know, Paul's busy outside of here. Paul's uh, Paul's got to step away for a little while. But I'll definitely be here there, here and there. And you'll, you guys, fans and everybody, you'll see my ripple. And uh, who knows, maybe one day I'll be back to consistently being around. So it's been fun. Sure. Second to last. Yep. Um, I guess we should probably do like a quick mention of the movie we all saw because for some reason we just didn't mention that we. Guardians Three was my favorite movie. I honestly, I think I can say that, and it's the best mm. uh, Phase Five movie so far. After God, how many mediocre it's, it's a, Phase it's Four just films? A film. It's a good film. It's a good film overall, yeah. It's it's like the perfect goodbye to those characters. It's a perfect goodbye to James Gunn and Marvel. It's a perfect goodbye to uh, everybody involved that's stepping away. And then it's a perfect goodbye to what we grew up with from Iron Man 1 all the way through to the end of uh, Endgame and how now it's hit this paradigm shift and it's just not what it was. You I know? still say the Endgame is probably like a good stopping point overall because... Let's be totally honest. We haven't really gotten that great of products afterwards. I think you could do Endgame and then do Guardians three, maybe Black Panther. Although that that kind no of way Black Panther is fine. Black no Panther is a very fine. good goodbye to yeah because it stands on its own and yeah, uh, No Way Home. Well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if you went with those, you get closure to everything that you liked so far, and then you can kind of just leave it there. Mm -hmm. Well, Spider Man, I guess, is on a weird note where it's like. Well, it requires, away from it's it requires not just the MCU, one. but it also requires all previous Spider-Man films. Yeah. No Way Home is a little strange because it's like, it's it's just on a weird note. Like, it's, Listen, man. It's a very unhappy ending, but I feel like you could you could live with it yeah. knowing that he's going to be like kind of like those guys. You know, I, think, I, guess. I think the requirement for No Way Home is is maximum viewing of all the other Spider-Man movies is true. Oh, yeah, no, However, you could watch it dry. You could watch it dry, and you'd still be like, "That was awesome." It's three Spider Mans. These were people's favorites. Cool, you know. Mm. You just know. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. that's who that is. That's who that is. Done. Mm -hmm. Yep. But with Guardians of the Galaxy three, uh, close, closing a note on a bunch of characters for it. I cannot. Now I'm just excited to see what James Gunn brings to the table controlling DC. But because swear to God, oh they yeah, no, that's that's actually one of the craziest things. I'm excited like, <clears throat> for conclusion. Um, obviously it doesn't set up much of anything else, but like the no. thing it does set up, I guess in a lot of our heads is the fact that like, yeah, no, like DC with James Gunn is probably in some really good hands. Oh yeah. Like they're, they're, if this is the stuff he's going to be bringing to the table or like attempting to bring to the table, um, over there, that same mm. kind of quality, like with all the, from the guardian movies, then yeah, no, we're probably going to get some really good DC movies and it's going to be oh, nice yeah. to see that. The that was the, the uh, oh, go ahead, Pillar. I was gonna say like the only thing I'm a little concerned of. Let's let's hope that he's not lying through his teeth that the Flash movie is actually good. <laughs> no, apparently a lot of people keep seeing it or saying that the Flash movie is really good. Like, like I think it could. I mean, it's Andy Muschietti, right? Mm. It's not that it can't be good. It's just that it, it can't Miller be good. It's just that right? anything it's, surrounding you know Ezra Miller makes me Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like the movie itself can actually be really good. It's just, yeah. Ezra Miller is the thing that everyone's kind of like. Ugh, like uh, I, I don't want to support that. Yeah. Right? It has a currently a ten out of ten on IMDb for some fucking reason. Yeah, because like apparently that's everyone that's it's early, but it's like everyone that's had like an early viewing is like this movie is amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we'll we'll see. It's dangerous to to overhype something before it comes out because then yeah. you know very dangerous. Oh, the theory, the theory that I wanted to present that I presented to you guys earlier too, just regarding the James Gunn takeover is. Um, I, I, I hypothesize, because he puts story first, he doesn't put other things first, right? Mm -hmm. I think Marvel's going to slip down and lose a lot of their clout. <clears throat> it's going to leave a top spot for a king of comic book films for a little while. And I'd be, 
excited to see James Gunn step in and take that. And then even if he's not there, it'll create a nice, healthy competition finally between Marvel and DC with the movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was also going to mention real quick because I looked up the uh, his Wikipedia page for this director. Uh, he's also set to do the Attack on Titan movie. Andy Muschietti? Yep. He's good. I, I didn't like It Chapter 2. However, I appreciated everything he did. He, he pulled it off, you know? Yeah, I, I'm sure it'll do a decent job, but, you know, like, anything live-action... Like ad- at that point, I mean, live-action adaptations of anything, um, especially animes, has been, American-wise, very yeah. messes. Very big messes. I thought at one point he was set to direct the Shadow uh, of the Colossus movie, but I don't know what I, they're doing. Uh, that one, I still don't know what's going on with that one. Um, but, yeah. I just... Oh, yeah, go ahead, Money though. Money. Mm, one more time. No, go ahead. No, you can go. You were... You, you, well, you, you were Yeah. No, I, I wasn't... I don't remember what the thought was, to be honest. Okay. Oh, I think my I bad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's doing that. Um, here's hoping the Flash movie is good. Uh, I know it's probably going to act as more setup for the next round of DC films because I think it's just th- this Aquaman and Blue Beetle, right? Yes. Yeah. I heard Aquaman 2 is god-awful, though. <laughs> I mean, to be I'm fair, the first Aquaman wasn't great either. It was very cheesy and schlocky, um, but it made a lot of money, so that's why they're doing a sequel. Well, I'll... it's because people liked it. Like it was, yeah. it was like cheesy. Like, sure, it was cheesy, sloppy, but like it was like the best, one of the best things that people had talked about. It was like watching an episode, PCU. a giant episode of Power Rangers. I thought. Yeah, I can mm. see that. Honestly, it was it was fun. It wasn't deep, but it was fun for sure. Um, cool, cool changes. Here's here's hoping the Aquaman two is actually good. And Jason Momoa uh, carries it. He's also hoping he carries as a villain with the next fast. X movie. I don't care. I just don't know how that series is going. Still, two like, more. Because family, pipe. bro. It's all about family. Two <laughs> yeah, more like, fucking like, coming you know, down Fast the pipeline. Five, it was Jesus. like this epic heist, and it was like, mm. wow, that's really cool. The next movie should be like that, and then Fast Six comes out, and it's starting to move into the superhero direction. It just doesn't fit. I just, I didn't like Fast Six. I didn't finish Fast Six, and then I heard Fast Seven is like a send off. It's like, why not end yeah. it there? Money. Yeah, oh, this is my, usually fast about my, eight or whatever. I was actually going to mention. I think I, I was actually going to mention. I think most villains so far has actually ended up on the team. So like, it's just yeah. going to. So Jason Momoa just gonna probably up uh, because cliche, how do you he's make gonna, twelve movies all the freaking same? Fast six onwards, you know. Like, they're still making two more. Like um, if it makes money, yeah, no, they're going to keep going. This one's supposed to be the last know. one, but it's supposed to be like a two parter, right? It, no, yeah. it's gonna be a tri- tri- it's gonna be a trilogy now. So this you one know is what, the first of a trilogy. You know what got me, or like my cutoff point was, because I haven't seen Fast Seven yet. Was I think it was the trailer for Fast Eight where you see them driving on ice and there's a, yeah. a, a submarine. submarine. And I was like, that's dumb. And then you get to Fast Nine and Dom like drives off a cliff and uses a vine to I mean, swing his car. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, about yeah. at this point. I'm I, no, I, cl- I clocked out at eight as well because Fate of the Furious like. What? 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 Just what? end it. I know you're making money, but that's where you could do side stories with just each actor. Like no, the funny thing is, is when they lead heavy now. the sci-fi superhero shit with Hobbs and Shaw, I actually enjoyed that. Mm. Oh yeah, I never finished yeah, it, but I liked fun. what I saw of it. Yeah, that was fun. Gotcha, I wish they did more of that. <laughs> with Idris Elba. Oh, like I'm Black Superman. Like you are great as a villain, man. I love you. <laughs> so I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all ever see Beast of New Nation? I have. Yes, actually. That was really great. I got he that was, on... Really good I, that I had that uh, on Criterion Blu-ray pre-ordered because one day I thought about it. I was like, it'll never be on Blu-ray. And then I just happened to go to Criterion to look for another movie and it was on the first page. So Love that movie. Phenomenal. Idris Elba kills it. Man. And he <clears> is yeah, a he perfect just villain that loses everything and just wallows in his own pity. Oh, God. Great movie. Is it, Sad is movie. It's a movie. Sure. Great, great performance and great actor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that, oh, I guess we should mention it's like some uh, some news along with it here. I wanted to bring up this from the last podcast, but I wasn't able to do it then because I was too busy. But mm-hmm. uh, just this is just a fun development point. So um, for for the people who are interested in Hall Alive uh, stuff, uh, Hall. So a short explanation: Hall Alive is a company that cr- pretty much uh, funds and. That promotes v anime VTuber girls from both Japan, mm. Indonesia, and, Eng- and England. Some of the bigger ones are named by Gargura, um, 
Corone, uh, Fubuki, and, and just to name a few. Um, the reason why I'm bringing this up because the fan game made from Hol- uh, promoted from Hollow Live, uh, Idols Idols Showdown, which is a fighting game with a bunch of Hollow Live VTuber characters. Um, two VTuber streamers uh, were trying to play it at the same time, trying to set up a private lobby. They were having issues. The developers were watching the said stream and said, "We got you," and made a hot fix midstream. Oh wow! It's still super interesting. Like. That is cool. That is very cool. Way to get, way to outdo every AAA developer ever. <laughs> they In their fixed defense, the fucking their games game are bigger. as the stream was happening. Like, God They're like, damn. oh, snap, that's a bug? Say less, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, like, that was so cool. Like, oh, my God. As a develop, as a, from the development standpoint, like, that is the biggest flex I've ever seen in development ever. They added private lobbies. They was like, you know what? Like, hey, like I said, uh, remember, AAA, more moving parts, you know, oh, I can for understand sure, it, for but sure, at the but, same time, you know, it's pointers. a nice flex, yeah. Yeah, definitely it's just the flex. idea of looking at it being like, see, that is a problem. Done. Like, <laughs> it is fixed. Hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, okay. Because I know that they have to go through, like, an approval process and all this other stuff to make sure it doesn't just fall apart. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, there are there are games that, like, have a dedicated team that is meant for fixing stuff like this. Oh no, yeah. they fired the most of them. Don't you remember, Money? <laughs> Which one? Which game? E- EA has fired most of their Q and A staffs. Wow. <laughs> well, well I mean, to be bad. fair, QA well, is not so QA is not for fixing. They're for finding the bugs and then you. Send I know, it but back if they don't have the, the staff to find the problem, the first but if they, place. Yeah, if they don't have the staff to find them, I don't know how you're supposed to fix bugs. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Amani, no, no, that's the thing. We're the QA staff now. That's stupid. Hey, the beta, that terrible beta, that's a five-month-old beta, guys. 2042 is going to be lit, and you're going to love it. Yeah, watch <laughs> it be worse than anything we've played. No bugs. Our bug team scoured it for bugs. No bugs. It's like the Trump of video games, What I bug swear. team? You don't have a bug team. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, one more thing that we'll mention, because uh, before we get out of here, because uh, it's about that time, uh, we'll mention the fact that Game Freak has decided to announce that they are making an ambitious samurai project called Project Bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks kind of cool. All we have is a screenshot. I'm interested to see what Game Freak decides to make that's not Pokemon. <laughs> um, as we were looking through it on this one, it turns out that they've made a bunch of other little side projects along the way. What? Yeah. So, not a ton. <laughs> yeah, not a whole ton. Game Freak is not owned by Nintendo, thank God. Um, but So they can do some independent stuff. They just kind of been under Nintendo's thumb with Pokemon for a long ass time now though. They make a lot of money with it so they just are, the fact that they're not actually owned by Nintendo is really weird because they could just branch out and have Pokemon be on more things but mm-hmm. you know Nintendo's not gonna lever that Nintendo's never gonna let that happen because the last time they tried not Pokemon specifically but like you know Nintendo owned products on different uh, hardware <laughs> it's, yeah no that, that just not happened that did not happen does Nintendo like officially own Pokemon though? They own the brand of IP the... Pokemon, but Game Freak okay. is the sole developer of Pokemon. Uh, actually, no, I'm no, I'm wrong because I know there's Niantic did Pokemon Go, so that's another. Well, that's uh, different, but yeah, yeah. That, that's my point. But yeah, uh, let's see here, uh, Pokemon developers real fast because I know there's other people have worked on it at the time. Developers, developers. Uh, see, Game Freak is the primary one. Yep, primary sole developer, 169 employees. Huh. Surprisingly small for such a big IP. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, Game Freak is like a sole proprietor, so I think every uh, Pokemon game that comes through the Pipeworks has to go through Game Freak. Yeah. Like that. So, Which, so of that 169, how many are working on fixing the 3D one that doesn't, all the 3D ones that don't work? And how probably many not a lot because I got to work on the other other new, other Pokemon games that are currently in existence or planning to be out in existence because they do a lot of spin. They, they well, actually, a bigger team at this point, but you know. Mm-hmm. You would think, but 169 seems a bit low for such a massive franchise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you think that they have like I don't think they'd be Ubisoft <laughs> size, but you know at least one of their massive studios. A couple would hundred, like, I would say it. at the yeah. very least, but not 169. Like, huh? That seems low. I say not Ubisoft size, but it's like it's Pokemon. It definitely sounds well enough that they could be Ubisoft size. They could just yeah. uh, like have a studio designated to like creating the assets for Pokemon that's used further around and creating different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And then people it- who are on the actual map development side, you know, it's a little weird. It feels like they should just have more. 
honestly. In they honestly do. Well, uh, I think it's more than obvious it need more because <laughs> uh, Sarah and Violet did not come out in a, in a clean fashion. Not the best thing. Ironically enough, because we mentioned this multiple times, I was like, how is this game broken on the one console you're developing for? It's the only thing. It's the only thing you're developing for. I'm like, not busted. <laughs> yeah. It just makes no sense. But anyway, uh, we'll call it here. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to bring up? Guys. Uh, nah, we're, we're gonna call it here. Um, <laughs> you guys have a wonderful night to everyone out there, Indeed. or day, or whenever you are currently playing it, because, like we said, we're on a time crunch on this one. Mm. So, um, let's do the normal thing that we usually do, which is, hey, we appreciate you guys and for everything that you do. Please, by all means, go tell people about the show. Uh, word of mouth is the way to do it, so, you know, by all means, we love you guys, and that's the number one thing to do. But if you have any questions, hit us up at paperplayaction at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at paper underscore action. Or if you want to, you can follow us on YouTube as well, where there are podcast episodes there as well that Paul has pasted and worked on. So, um, besides that, if you feel the need, you could always hit up our Patreon uh, and donate to us or our Koji, which is our other tip jar thing if you don't need to actually subscribe and uh, besides that um we will see you guys later peace peace guys have a good one